This episode of Shaun of the South is brought to you by Case Knives, a tradition in my family dating back to my granddaddy who once said the best cure for idle hands was to build something. So keep your hands sharp with a Case Knife and by our buddies at WNC Original Music. My pal Ron Taylor scours the country gathering and curating music that will bless your heart and blow your hair back. Do yourself a favor and visit WNC Original Music Podcast today. You won't regret it. Hey, thanks for listening to Sean of the South. I'm your host today, Sean Dietrich. And man, we got a great show lined up ahead of you here. Coming to you live via the podcast airwaves and the radio waves all over this fine nation. We're sitting in the studio again with this guitar behind me you hear playing. I'm playing more songs this week because we received last week a an overwhelming amount of fan mail. That's right, we have fans. I didn't know that either. An overwhelming amount of fan mail asking us to play more music like we did on that last podcast. How many how many letters did we receive? That's right, three letters last week. Overwhelming. Three letters asking us to play more music. I can hardly believe it. I didn't truthfully know that even three people listened to this show. Uh, so if you don't want to hear the music, I would not blame you if you, if you turned off the the radio or the stereo or your Bluetooth headphones or whatever you're listening to us on. I wouldn't blame you if you turn it off and just decided to go do something else. Nobody in this world will blame you. But we're going to play some songs. I'm going to start off with a song that you've heard before. I know it. It's an easy song, an easy sing-along song. And it doesn't, I don't uh, mean to say that it's a song I don't like, but I have gone a long period of my life where I did not want to hear it. I did not prefer the sound of this song, mainly because I used to hang out with my buddy, and my buddy's grandma would dry, drive us along in her large Lincoln Continental. Or uh, It was either that or it was uh, uh, my other buddy whose mother would drive a, a Cadillac Eldorado. It was a large large car about the size of a waffle house and she would barely peek over that dashboard and she'd hold on to a steering wheel that was about the size of a john deere tractor tire and there would be an eight track cassette player in her dashboard that she would pop in these little plastic cassettes and there would be uh, music of you know ernie ford tennessee ernie ford or bill gaither bill and gloria gaither and this song would always make its way through the speakers and she would sing along and crank that sucker up so loud that it It'd give you hearing problems for the rest of your life. And this is one of those songs. Just give me that old-time religion. That old-time religion. Give me that old-time religion. It's good enough for me. It was good for Paul and Silas. It was good for Paul and Silas. It was good for Paul and Silas. So it's good enough for me. It was good enough for our mama. It was good enough for our mama. It was good enough for our mama, so it's good enough for me. It was serving well our fathers. It was serving well our fathers. It was serving well our fathers, so it's good enough for me. 
makes me love everybody makes me love everybody makes me love everybody except for telemarketers Give me that old time religion, give me that old time religion, give me that old time religion, it's good enough for me, it was good enough for mama, it was good enough for mama, it was good enough for mama, so it's good enough for me, so it's good enough for me. Ah, if you're clapping for that, I just I just want to tell you to stop. Just stop right now. It wasn't that good, and you know it. Uh, but it it is one of those songs that I had a love-hate relationship with because it was usually sung with a pointed finger in my direction, meaning that uh, I myself was not adhere to this particular style of old-time religion. That's probably why it was turned up so loud over the stereo system, because it was a an attempt at proselytization, which is a word that took me at least five years to learn how to pronounce. And contrary to its Latin pronunciation, it has nothing to do with the prostate doctor, the proctologist. I'll end that right there, because this is a family podcast. I will play a few more for you here, but I'll also explain to you my particular view on music now that take that song uh, as an example the end of that song has what you'd call a stock ending and what that means is there's only a few endings in in the history of the world that are used to end songs and these are important to know and this one right here this is one you might recognize it's a very famous in it and there's this one yeah you know that one this is one of my favorite here right here that's called shaving a haircut for anybody who don't know that's two bits shave and a haircut two bits uh, then there's this one they call this the bassy ending because it was developed by Count Basie you know, from Kansas City. That's uh... I'm glad I brought him up, Count Basie. Uh, he was just one of many Kansas City musicians. Uh, now, Kansas City was important on the, inf- on the uh, development of blues and jazz, on southern blues and jazz, because when the blues and jazz of New Orleans and the Piedmont region uh, blues and the Delta, when they reached Kansas City via the railroad, because there was a huge, huge junction station, a huge, huge uh, Grand Central Station in Kansas City, where all the uh, street performers, and black musicians, jazz musicians, uh, blues players would stop over because it was such a huge train station going from all over the nation, Chicago and New Orleans and and New York. They would all stop over right here in the center, and they would play together. And a lot of our music comes out of that area. And uh, I learned how to play 
some of the blues from a, an older man who I used to hang out with. And he was real big on the history of it all. He wanted us to, to know the history, anybody who played with him. Uh, he was a ex-professor at Auburn University, played the upright bass. Before we could ever go play music with him, we'd meet you know, at his house over there in Campbell Street. His house, I say house, and it was really just an apartment building uh, with bookshelves lining the walls all the way to the ceiling with hundreds of books. He's a very heady person. He read all the time, and his dishes had not been washed since Kennedy was president. There was a huge stack of dishes in his sink, and he slept in a bed that looked like it had not been made, at least since Carter was in office. But he was smart, and he'd smoke Winston's all day long, and he'd talk about music, and he'd he'd analyze it. And one of his things was this this blues that we know today, and how it was an amalgamation of of the Delta and Kansas City and the Chicago and and the Panhandle of Florida and New Orleans, all that together that makes our blues. Uh, so I like to play a song here that I learned to play with him. One of the very first songs I learned how to play with him. I had an old friend named Campbell Campbell liked to steal and gamble He made his living cheating all the while He had a game named Euchre He was just blackjack, dice, and poker He thought he was the smartest dude in town I heard out on Sunday Campbell got locked up on Tuesday Got him in the jailhouse downtown They got Campbell in the jail And no one to post his bail Lord, he's in the jailhouse now He's in the jailhouse now He's in the jailhouse now I told Campbell once or twice Quit playing cards and shooting dice He's in the jailhouse now election folks was in action trying to get themselves a president a man by the name Bill Austin he walked from New York down to Boston trying to get himself a settlement now my brother Bill he's a voter a very big promoter he's always looking for some good advice they told Bill go on to the poll and just vote for both X and O instead of voting once he voted twice Lord that fool because he's in the rock pile now he's on that rock pile now I told Bill go on head home and let them people alone he's on the chain gang now
He's in the jailhouse now. He's in the jailhouse now. I told Bill once or twice, quit playing cards and shooting dice. He's in the jailhouse. He's pushing up daisies. He's in the jailhouse now. This portion of our program is brought to you by VisitNorthAlabama.org, the Mountain Lakes Tourist Association. Visit the 16 North Alabama counties that make this state what it is. The Alabama Bass Fishing Trail features 13 of Alabama's premier bass fishing lakes and stretches from the mountains of North Alabama heading south to the Mobile Bay. You might lie awake at night sometimes and wonder if you're a fisherman or not. Well, here's a litmus test for you. It's very easy. You can do it in the privacy of your own home. Look in your refrigerator. And if you see tartar sauce inside or cans of beer, you are a fisherman. Whatever you do, you can do it better in North Alabama. So visit NorthAlabama.org or hashtag VisitNorthAL. I'm going to Kansas City. Kansas City, here I come. Well, I'm going to Kansas City. Kansas City, here I come. They got lots of crazy women there. On the corner on 12th Street and Vine. Won't you meet me on the corner on 12th Street and Vine? I'll be standing on the corner. My bottle of wine. Well, I might take a plane. I might take a train. And either way, I'm gonna go just the same. I'm going to Kansas City. Mm. Kansas City, here I come. Got lots of crazy women there now. Gonna get me one. Thank you. 
I might take a plane, I might take a train, and either way I'm gonna go just the same. I'm going to Kansas City, Kansas City I come. They got lots of crazy women there, and I'm gonna get me one. Nothing I love more than the old style of music that heavily leaned on lyrics, you know? Times have changed. Seems like the music you hear on the radio today is totally devoid of any lyrical deepness. I mean, you could open up a hymnal when you're in church and you would read songs that were just so rich in terminology and wordage. The lyrics were poetry. People valued the pictures that were painted by the human language. I loved it. And this makes music so vibrant. But today it's changed, even in, in uh, well, especially on pop music radio. I mean, you turn it on, it sounds like two lawnmowers are committing an immoral, immoral act. And you go into a church, and it, man, they got these white screens behind a pulpit. And I don't mean to, to talk bad about it, but there's songs out there that they play behind on that white screen. Songs like, oh God, 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 oh God. And my philosophy calls these 7-Eleven songs, seven words, 11 choruses. And it leaves one to ask the question, why do you need lyrics to this projected on the wall? These are pretty easy to catch uh, to catch on to. I love lyrics i really do and here's a song that i believe has some some good ones strong save me Jesus from all wrong 
I'll be satisfied as long as I walk. Let me walk, Lord, close to Thee. Just a closer walk with Thee. Granted, Jesus, it's my plea. Daily walking close to Thee. Let it be, dear Lord, let it be. Time for me is gonna be no more. Got me gently, safely on to your shore. Lord God, to your kingdom shore. Just so closer, walk with thee. Granted, Jesus, it's my plea. Daily walking close to thee. Let it be, dear Lord, let it be. Jesus is my plea. Daily walking close to Thee. Let it be, dear Lord. Let it be. Let it be. I guess no musical uh, parade would be complete without doing what I'm about to do. Without mentioning somebody who was very, very popular at one period of time, who has kind of faded from the limelight of younger people's imaginations. People don't talk about him anymore, and it is a shame because he was something else. And, of course, I'm talking about Elvis Presley. Now, when I was a kid, Elvis Presley was everything because he was everything to our parents because he was he was rebellious. He taught them how to wear a D.A. haircut or a ducktail haircut or the kind of haircut that looked like the back end of a duck. For those of you who are too young to know what I'm talking about, they'd grease it and they'd, they'd make it just just come together in the back like a tail. And they'd walk around town like this. And Elvis was their hero. And he was on the Ed Sullivan show. And he was only videoed from the waist up because of his his, his scandalous dance moves. Now, when I was a kid, there was a church 
kind of a church that was not like anything I had grown up in. I grew up among people who were so stiff, so stiff that they slept standing up. They were not the kind of people who believed in Elvis the pelvis. These were the kind of people who believed that if you heard a car stereo blasting Elvis the pelvis music driving by, even on accident, you would wake up in a fiery hell where the worm dieth not and the flame is never quenched. But there was a modern church that my friend went to, the kind of church that had that white screen behind the pulpit. They had a 4th of July celebration every year. And they always played music that was not necessarily church music. And they asked me one year if I'd join the children's choir and if I would serve as Elvis. Because they knew that I played guitar and I sang a little bit. Well, I was flabbergasted. For one thing, I was a chubby boy. Chubby children have no business being Elvis. But for another thing, I wasn't totally in love with his music yet. So I studied Elvis before I... I got in that jumpsuit and sang on stage. And when I did, I sang the trilogy, which is an Elvis song, an anthem of, of his music, ending with glory, glory, hallelujah, his truth is marching on. And I really did. I fell in love with Elvis as a boy. And I've been in love ever since. My parents loved Elvis. Everybody loves Elvis. Uh, we weren't quite at the level where we had uh, ceramic plates hanging in our house with his airbrushed face on it. But we certainly were the kind of people who owned Aloha from Hawaii concert on on LP record. And we were also the kind of people who owned this song on a record. I said, that's all right, mama. That's all right for you. That's all right, mama. Anywhere you do, that's all right. That's all right. That's all right. Anywhere you do. Mama, she done told me. Papa done told me too. They love you, then they leave you. Son, now I'll be there for you. Say, that's all right. That's all right. That's all right, anywhere you That's all right, any way you choose. Now, babe, don't you want me? Why don't you tell me so? If you don't need me, I won't bother you no more. Cause that's all right. That's all right. That's all right, any way you choose.
That's all right, Mama. That's all right with me. That's all right, Mama. That's all right with me. See, that's all right. That's all right. That's all right. Anyway, you choose. Okay. Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah, it was recorded that before he was anybody famous at all. He just walked into his, uh, a recording uh, room and recorded that song, and it became a big old hit. Kind of sad in a way that he became so famous, not only because it kind of destroyed him as a human being, but it also overshadowed some of the great, great rockabilly players of the day, like Carl Perkins. I mean, he pioneered this music that we know is rock and roll. One of the pioneers, for sure. Uh, but Elvis gets all the credit for songs like Blue Suede Shoes. And that's all right, Mama, and, and all the other tunes. Well, I think I'm running out of time. I want to leave you with a song that uh, uh, is very special to me. A song that I once heard Willie Nelson sing in concert. And I love Willie Nelson. I love Willie Nelson. Something fierce. And it's a concert. It was really something else because on the stage with him was Jimmy Carter and Rosalind Carter. Not just that, but also the son of Merle Haggard and Chris Christopherson was there. And Willie's sister uh, playing the piano and his band. Oh, my God. In Chastain Park, Atlanta, Georgia. And while I'm listening to them sing this very song I'm about to play for you. Something even better happened. My phone lit up in my pocket, and my wife made me answer it. I was just going to leave it be, because it's not every day, by the way, that you see Willie Nelson and Rosalind and Jimmy Carter and Chris Christopherson and the Haggard Boys sing on stage together, a hymn, no less, a hymn. It was my phone that had alerted me that my sister had just given birth to a little baby girl who she would name Lily, and I... Don't have any kids myself, so it means a lot. My sister and I grew up together. She's through some kind of hard circumstances, and it was special to know that she had brought life into this world. And at the very moment that she was telling me this via text message, Willie Nelson, my favorite, was singing this. Cloudless days, oh, the land 
an unclouded sky Oh, they tell me of a home where no storm clouds rise Oh, they tell me of an unclouded day Tell me of a home way beyond the sea Tell me of a place where it's eternal day Where a place where you can be who you were meant to be Oh, they tell me an uncloudy day Oh, they tell me of a home where no storm clouds rise. Oh, they tell me of a non cloudy day. for listening to me today. It's been a wonderful pleasure bringing music to you. Hey, thanks for listening to Sean of the Science. I've been your host today, Sean Dietrich, and this episode was brought to you by Case Knives, a tradition of my family dating back to my granddaddy who once said the best cure for idle hands was to build something, so keep your hands sharp with a case knife. And by Folklore Brewing and Meadery, quite literally the best brew in Alabama. Visit FolkloreBrewingAndMeadery.com. Hey, it's been a pleasure coming to you today. That music you heard behind me today was me. I can't believe it. I hardly ever play music like that on my own podcast, but here I'm doing it. That's how you know this thing is going to the dogs. To find anything more about what I do, you can find SeanOfTheSouthShow.com on the internet. And there, I hope you drop me a line. Tell me about your birthday announcements, wedding invitations, and potluck socials. And I do my best to read them over the air for my friends when we do our live shows because I love to do that sort of stuff for my friends. Speaking of friends, friends, remember, if you have a good moment in your life, keep your phone in your pocket because you remember it a whole lot better if you do. Adios. Adios.